You're listening to the Jesus Habit Podcast, where we use scripture and science to make your new nature in Christ second nature. Episode 126, where we talk about our self-talk and the effect our beliefs have on our transformation. Hey, hey, we're ready. We're going. We're rolling. Are you excited? Hope so. September 2nd, 2004 is the day I'm recording this episode. This is episode 126 of the Jesus Habit Podcast. Season 3, we are talking about, you know, the theory and kind of the, you know, the practices, you know, the the structure of what I call the Jesus Habit. And uh, so, We've we've covered some some decent material now. Actually, we talked about you know this is episode four of this season, and we've talked about quite a bit. You know the the three C's, the the content, the community, and uh, anyone remember this the third one? Anyone? Anyone? Bueller, Bueller, content, community, and nice, good job, context. Yes. Content, community, context, I don't know if there's an order, but um, anyway, those, those are my three C's, the three requirements for, for any kind of transformation. You got to have the right content, got to be giving yourself the right information in the right context, the right environment, surrounded by the right people, community, right? So those were the three C's. The second week we talked about the, my formula that I've put together, my working formula for spiritual transformation or transformation of any kind, to be honest. Um, but, but this is the science behind transformation. So it's information plus application over time, surrounded by a supportive environment and a supportive community multiplied by God or to the power of God equals transformation. And you can go back and listen to episode two to get a, a, a better idea of that. And then last week we talked about repetitions, that we are what we repeatedly do. So so it doesn't matter how much we intend or want or desire even to do something, we don't start to become that thing until... We start doing that thing over and over and over again. And habit formation is as much, if not more, about repetitions than it is about the length of time that you're doing the thing. So over a few-day period, you could develop a new habit if you do it a lot of times. But you might, over a lot of days, only do something you know, sporadically once a day or once every other day or one, a couple times a week and not develop a habit because it's about repetitions. You need to repeat something. Well, today... Today I want to talk about another crucial aspect of transformation, of changing who we are, of going through the process of of becoming a different person, and it's our beliefs, which may sound like we're talking about content, and it's kind of about content, but it's not really just content, Uh, but we want to talk about our beliefs and what we call self-talk, all right? Our beliefs and our self-talk. Now, I'll just be honest with you. My self-talk is horrible. I, I have often horrible self-talk. I, when I'm talking to myself about myself, the things I do, the things, the things that I want to do and how I don't you know, measure up as a, as a father or, or as a pastor or you know, just as, as, a, as a human being or somebody you know, like I've always, you know, for years and years, maybe even my whole life, wanted to be that, you know, that fit in shape guy and never been able to do it. So I've got this self-talk of calling myself lazy and, you know, and, you know, and you'll never be in shape. You know, you're always overweight. You know, my self-talk, 
my self-talk is horrible. And uh, there's there's a podcast I listen to. It's called, um, I think it's called Quick Quick Brain or something, Jim Quick, K-W-I-K. And uh, he got the idea from someone else. I don't remember who it was, but he calls them ants, automatic negative thoughts. And 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 he, so he says, you, you got to be an ant killer, right? You, you, you gotta you gotta kill those automatic negative thoughts. And when you're when you're when your self talk, when the way you talk to yourself about yourself is automatically negative, it's going to be incredibly difficult to change. And that kind of leads us into beliefs, right? Our beliefs. Are, are a huge part of, of why we are the way we are, why we are who we are, and why we do what we do, okay? So I really, I, I, I taught through this on Sunday and worked it into part of our series on, on Jude, which we're going through at this moment in time. If you're listening to this episode years down the road, you're not going to care at all about that, but you could go listen to it if you wanted to on our, our church uh, church page, but at 68church.com. That's not I'm not I'm not plugging or promoting that. That's I'm just telling you it was a part of our our sermon on Sunday. I know you're super interested in that. Like you really care deeply about that, don't you? <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so our beliefs deeply influence our behavior. In fact, our our habitual, you know, our behavior that's just automatic. Our automatic behavior is probably almost entirely a function of what we believe, like what we believe about ourselves, what we believe about the world. Um, you know, for instance, you know, you, you might be, you might be, might be sitting there thinking, you know, our. Give me an example, right? Give me, give me an example. Tell, tell me, tell me what you're talking about. Tell me what you're talking about, man. I, I want to know. All right, so, so here's the thing. Like it, it, it doesn't take an expert, and it, and this isn't a political point. I'm not making a political point, right? But you can look around the world today and see that our society has kind of a, a gen, has generally in general devalued life, right? We we've really we've, we have a lower value of life, and 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 uh, you know if we if we I don't know I don't know how to put it without getting political, but I'll just leave it at that. We have we have as a society kind of a lower value of life, and. And and you could look at that and say, well, how could that possibly be? Because all the people who have this lower value of life and are w- are willing to do things to take away life, are willing to do so on very very minor issues, issues that are that are not nearly as significant as the gift of life from our Creator God Himself, right? So how could we get? How could that possibly be? And but the but it's actually kind of simple. We don't, of course, we don't value life because our definition, our belief about life as a society comes to us through the lens of evolution, right? And life, life is just an accident. Life is just, just something that happens by chance. I mean, none of us should be here. I mean, this, this, the whole thing that the, that the human civilization has done to the planet Earth is just, it's just a big disaster because humans just happen to evolve and become the most advanced species to ever walk the planet Earth. And, and because of that evolution, they've also figured out ways to take advantage of the Earth and one another and all this stuff. And so our, our, view, of, our view of life comes out of our belief that life is an accident. And I think you can easily, easily look across our society and see that the belief that life is an accident is driving, on a core fundamental level, our approach to life. 
right? Our belief about life is, is driving our action towards life, ultimately, the way we act. So, so th- I, th- I, th- I think that's a good, hopefully that's a good example. Uh, hopefully that makes sense. But, but there, I think, and I don't, again, I'm not, I'm not a neuroscientist, I don't have my I don't have a master's or doctorate in neuroscience or anything like that. I probably I'm I, I don't know. I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert. I, I've read read and studied spiritual formation and habit development and all that stuff for six or seven years solid now. So I know a lot. I, I'm, but I'm I, you know I guess I need to get my master's so I have that that uh, those credentials behind me so I don't have to worry. about it. anyway anyway, anyway I, bunny trail sidetrack squirrel. These these are my theories, and and these are kind of you know layers of of beliefs, right? So, our beliefs about our abilities, our beliefs about our character, and our beliefs about our rights. And I believe, <laughs> see what I did? I believe our beliefs are what really, and this this is actually true scientifically. Our beliefs drive. Uh, who we are, drive what we do, drive our decision making, drive what we think about ourselves. You know, basically the way we live our life is driven at a fundamental level, a foundational level beneath all of our action, beneath all of our speech, beneath everything that we that we do and think as human beings is a belief somewhere. And that belief is driving why we do what we do, why we are who we are, right? So, but I think there might be three layers to these beliefs that are driving our abilities. And, and if we can start to identify this is, this is where it plays into spiritual formation, habit development, whatever you call it, transformation. If we can start to identify, uh, you know, let's say we've got a, a problem, you know, a, a character trait maybe. Maybe we've got this just a habit that we do and, and it's driving us nuts. We don't really, we, we think we don't believe that, but there's something, there's, 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 pro, there's something underlying. If we can identify the underlying thing, the foundational thing, in our minds, in our lives, that is driving that behavior, that's driving that thought pattern, that's driving that, you know, whatever, then we can start to really address the problem. And so if we can think about our beliefs in these three layers, right? So the, I, think, I think the top one is the shallowest layer, and then it goes down and deeper into our, our, our mind and our heart from that, that, expect, yeah, that, uh, that point. But see, I know I know I kind of sound like I'm all over the map. I'm just uh, uh, sorry. I'll, I'll get it together. I'll get it together. All right. So Jesus, the Old Testament, Jesus quoting the Old Testament when he said, love the Lord with all your heart, mind, you know, the, the New Testament adds the word mind in there and then soul and strength, right? So heart, soul, and strength. Heart is kind of the, is the deepest, in my opinion, some of the deepest things about who we are that are the hardest to change, right? That's your desires. That's at a very, you know, bottom core foundational level of your desires, what you want, you know, your hunger, what you hunt. That's why the Bible talks about man's God is his stomach because we're often driven by our desires. Our, our culture, our society is driven by its desires to an extreme, right? So, so you've got you got your heart, you got your mind, that's your thinking, and then you've got your soul, it's your identity, it's who you are, right? So I think these kind of you know, and then your strength. Um, so I, I think there's kind of you know three categories: your physical body, and then your mind, you know, your thinking, your thoughts, and then your heart, that deep part of your desire. And so I'm going to boil it down to those three. So first one is you know our you know our physical bodies, who we are as people. 
And, and this, so basically, you could talk about your abilities. You could talk about you know your capabilities. You know, and it may not just be limited to your physical, but it's, you know, it's, it's your physical body doing these things, right? So, so these are strong beliefs. Our beliefs about our abilities are strong. Oftentimes, if we believe we're capable people, we will find ourselves capable of the task we're trying to accomplish. So if we have in our minds a belief that we're capable, we're capable, we can do things, we can get things done, we can figure things out, we can, we can problem solve until we solve the problem, right? If we, we have that belief in our minds, then, then we often find that in real life we actually are capable of things. If we have that belief, but at this, on the flip side, if we believe that we are incapable, if we have a belief that we cannot solve problems, that we cannot change, that we cannot do things, that we, we cannot grow, we cannot, you know, whatever, if we have this belief that, you know, that, that well, I'm too old to change, I, I, I've been doing this for too long. If we have a belief that we can't change, we won't change because we believe it's impossible for us to change. And that belief will drive our our. our our abilities, our physical, you know, whatever. So surface layer, I think that's the top layer. It's the, it's the most shallow layer, we're, but we're going to get deeper because beliefs about our character, which I think have to do a lot with our thinking, you know, our thoughts. And, but at the same time, our character also gets deeper into heart. So these bottom two kind of overlap. We try to really make things, you know, in our lives, super clear and systematic. And it's one, two, three, easy as one, two, three. And it's layer one, layer two, layer three. It's not really that way. There's a lot of overlap. And how God made us. But the second layer that I'm just using layers for simplicity because our mind works well. These are three layers, three layers of beliefs and how these beliefs affect us and how they influence our behavior. Second layer is beliefs about our character. And there's an article on, I think, psychology today. And in that article, they say this research suggests that while guilt, which is feeling bad that you did a thing can motivate self-improvement shame the feeling that you are a bad person that would be your character tends to create a self-fulfilling prophecy reducing hope and undermining efforts to change so if we you know if we if we do something wrong and we feel guilty for it that guilt can actually help motivate and help us improve and become the kind of people who don't make that same mistake that we feel guilty for now but shame if we experience shame that we that we didn't just do a bad thing but that we actually are bad that's you, you hear you hear like that's an identity right that's that's saying i am a bad person which I, I tend to link identity with your soul, with, you know, that's you know, your identity, your soul, that, you know, it's kind of who you are, your personality, your makeup, the thing that makes you, you, it's, you know, challenge me if you want on that. I'm not an expert on all these things, but and I know that's kind of a new, a more modern approach and, you know, so on and so forth. And, you know, I watch the Bible project too. Uh, so, <laughs> um, anyway, 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 anyway. If our if we're if we're saying that we are bad people, then then it actually creates more of a, a hurdle to overcome. We actually become bad people because we think we can't change because that's just who we are, right? Like like me and my thinking about being overweight. Well, I, I can't be. I, I I just can't be an in shape, a physically in shape person because I, it's just who I am. It's just that's just my makeup. It's my DNA. I'm I am that person. 
So that's a, that's a harder level to change. And, and the third layer, I think, the third one gets really down into our heart, really down into the desires of our hearts, you know, because I think you can see this back in the garden that, that's like, I, you know, it's like, it's that I, I deserve, it's, it's my right. So the first one's beliefs about our abilities, our capabilities. The second one's beliefs about our character. The third layer is beliefs about our rights. And I think, this is my opinion, again, not an expert, but my opinion is that, that our beliefs about our rights are the most powerful beliefs we have. Right when you when you when you believe you're a bad person, yeah, that's 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 uh, you know that's hard to overcome. But if you believe you have a right to be a bad person, that's an entirely different thing, right? Like, and you can see it. We as a society will go to war. We will go to literal, actual war over our ability to believe a right, something that we think is a right. For instance, America. <laughs> not just America right now. I'm not going to get into that because that's too political. But the founding of America, our forefathers who created this country, believed that we had the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And our forefathers were willing to go to war with the motherland, with England, to separate ourselves so that we could live by this right. You see how you see how it gets deeper and deeper like our beliefs our beliefs are ridiculously powerful. Our, our beliefs have so much, you know, so much influence in our lives and they deeply influence our behavior, they deeply influence our thinking, they deeply influence our identity, they deeply influence our desires. We desire a lot of things because we think we have the right to those things. We deserve them. Just like in the garden, we thought we deserved, we had the right to be God. We, we, we deserved it. It was our God-given right. All right. All right. So, so let's, let's, let's recap and wrap up. All right. So, so we, we talked about you know, your thoughts, your, your self-talk, the way you talk about yourself. Your self-talk, I believe, it comes out of your beliefs about yourself. And so we believe we're bad people, so we talk negatively about ourselves. We believe we're good people, we talk positively about ourselves. That, you know, that's a very simplistic version of it. So, you know, what uh, Jim Quick talks about, you know, killing automatic negative thoughts, it's, you know, it, it's a very self-help th- approach, but at the same time, there's some very good truth about it because our, our, our automatic negative thoughts are what are keeping us from being able to transform into the likeness of Christ, right? If, if, we, think it's, if we think we're just, if we're automatically condemning ourselves, if we're automatically talking negative, you'll never change. You'll never be like Christ. You, never, you will never become that person you think. Like, who do you think you are? You can't do that. If we allow that kind of self-talk to dominate and drive our approach to transformation, to becoming like Christ, we won't become like Christ because we won't think it's possible for us to become like Christ. You get what I'm saying, right? So our, our, our automatic negative thoughts, our self-talk, the way we talk to ourselves is very, very important. And I am convinced it's driven by our beliefs. And our beliefs have these three layers to them, these three components, our beliefs about our abilities, what we can and can't do. They're strong. Our beliefs about our character, about who we are, who we are and who we are not, even stronger. And our beliefs about our rights, what we deserve, what we are entitled to as human beings are possibly, in my opinion, the thing that have the most power. It's not just about our identity and who we are. It goes deeper than that. It's about our our rights. We are entitled to. We deserve. And when we believe lies, 
When we believe lies at a foundational level, it unravels our entire existence, who we are. Like our society has believed this lie, believed this lie about evolution, that we are accidents, and as a result of that, our society is unraveling, right? It's a foundational lie. We don't, you know, that belief does not give us the rights that we, that we actually have because we're made in God's image. But if you're made in God's image, you have all these rights that come with being made in God's image, right? You're just, you deserve to be treated with dignity and respect because you're made in God's image. And when that's not coming from rights, it comes from a, a bad place and it can be very destructive. So our beliefs, our beliefs about our rights have, have a ridiculous amount of power. So, so that's another, another crucial component. So like when, we, when we've done in the past the journaling, you know, one of the things we talk about is you know, one of the survey things we say is you know, we, we have to be intentional about killing our, our ants, as, as Jim Quick says, our automatic negative thoughts. We have to be careful about what we're thinking. And oftentimes we also have to stop and do some what we would call meditation, not meditation like the secular world means where you try to empty your mind, but some thinking and, and some deep searching on Scripture to, to replace those lies, those mistruths with the truth of God, and then at the same time to let God search us. Search me, O God, and know my heart, know, you know, know my inmost being. We want God to search us and bring up to the surface those lies that, that we've believed and that we've clung to as an identity and as a right, and, and let God confront those with his truth. That's why we talk about what we'll talk about in the future. RPMs, you know, read, pray, meditate on a daily basis. Start off your day with your getting your RPMs up. Read, pray, meditate. Read God's word. Center your mind around God's truth. Pray, you know, converse with God, dialogue with God, and meditate on God's word. So we'll get to that in a future episode. Don't want to spoil that. But our beliefs are incredibly important, and we have to we have to deal with underlying beliefs that are affecting and especially affecting in a negative way the transformation we hope to see. All right, so that's it. I'm going to wrap it up there. Thanks so much for listening to uh, the Jesus Habit Podcast, episode 126. Uh, Love all your support and encouragement. We'd love for you to rate this on iTunes and help people find out about it. We've got some good ratings so far on there. We'd love for you to share this. Please share this with your friends and, you know, people that you know who are wanting to change and grow and become better people. Share it with them. We'll help one another become more like Christ. But we're using scripture and science. We've spent the first First two seasons focusing on a lot of scripture and going through scripture. This third season, we're getting into some of the science, scripture and science to make our new nature in Christ second nature. www.thejesushabit.com